evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast, the Better Late Than Never edition. Tim Weisberg with you, along with co-host Stephanie Burke. And we are here tonight uh, to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. Uh, some issues getting started with the Spooky TV, completely my fault. I wasn't going to out you. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And, of course, having two people who are attuned to the cosmos far better than I in the studio with me, I say, never say that statement that you always make about what's causing the problems. Okay. The whole Mercury retrograde thing. Mm -hmm. I try to say don't do that because, you know, most of the time it's it's our fault. And this time it was totally my fault. I couldn't get the audio to work on Spooky TV. And it turns out it's because I didn't have the headphones turned up on the board. Should (laughs) have been the first thing that I checked, but... Apologies to everybody out there. So, uh, as I mentioned, we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. Uh, There is a lot going on in the paranormal world. This week, there has been some tragedy that uh, we've made a conscious effort not to discuss, but it it may come up in discussion uh, throughout the course of tonight. But I just want to lead things off right at the top. The reason why we are not discussing it, at least in, in our collective opinion, is that it's not a paranormal issue. No, it's not. It's something that happened between two people that we don't know all the facts of. Correct. We don't know all the history behind it. Some stuff is starting to come out in the media. Yes, but bottom line, I think, first and foremost, it's not anybody's business but the people involved. In fairness, though, as well, it also it is a tragedy. Yes, absolutely. It, and it's a terrible thing to have happened to what a lot of people perceive as being a community. Yes. But that uh, I also want to say that we've seen some of the ugly come out in mm-hmm. the last few days as well, at a time when it really shouldn't be that way. I agree. You know, people should be kind of coming together and, and being there for one another, and instead there's a lot of attacking. and full-blown war. In some cases, deserved. Deservedly so. Yes. But I don't want to get into all of that. Some of it may work its way into the discussion tonight with our guests, because we have joining us, we have medium Candace Dalton, who's here for the first time. I Woo-hoo! can't believe it's taken Yay! this long to get you in here. <laughs> it's taken too long, but that's my own fault. Well, you've been you've been here before. I with, have. With Phil, and yes. you've been on Fun 107. And yep, that was probably like almost probably two years now. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a real long time, but... Well, what are they waiting for? I don't know. I really don't know. I was, you know, I think I had to make my debut here again with you. Or was it that you just didn't want to get up early anymore? I didn't want to get You're up You're like, early. I don't want to be on morning shows. I'll do Spooky South Coast. They start at 10 o'clock most of the time. It must be intuitive because I hate mornings. I, we, I don't uh, do we converted now. her to our side now, so we stole her. I've always been a night owl, so this works That's really fine. well. She, she's, uh, she's definitely more than welcome to come by any time. Uh, the door is always open, except it's locked, so you have to knock. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. But uh, we will be talking to you all night tonight about awesome. uh, about your career, your work, mm-hmm. your life, what it's like to do what you do. And, and every time we have somebody on that has abilities such as yours, and, and I've learned a lot by having Stephanie here each week by my side as I fumble my way through questions for people with abilities. <laughs> Before, I was always kind of in the dark, but now she can kind of bail me out sometimes. Be like, no, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. <laughs> But I've always been fascinated by how the gift works for everybody and how people are able to make those connections that the rest of us don't seem to be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've learned a lot by watching you on your Periscopes. You've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks on Periscope. Mm-hmm. And everybody can follow you on Twitter at Medium Candice. Yes. And, uh, and they can watch your, your 
periscopes, which you're doing right now, which is uh, I love I love the setup. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It certainly works. So I want to say hi to everybody that's watching on Periscope as well, as well as on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. Took a little while to get that going, but it's up and running now. And I love this idea because you're talking about this in a way that's very personal. You know, it's not like having to go and see you at one of the various events that you do where people are coming into a room with, you know, a thousand other people, mm-hmm. and you are explaining yourself to every person in the room all at once. With that, it's a very direct connection. Totally. And and it's a way for people to kind of get comfortable with you before mm-hmm. they would want to, you know, say to you, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to actually give you money to do this for me now." Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing that I think is missing a lot of the times with what both of you do, is that people don't have the chance to really know who you are and feel comfortable with you. Right. That is huge to me. I, in every show that I do before I start, I tell them, uh, thank you, I tell them that um, before I even start what my intentions are, and then I tell them about my story so they get to know me a little better, because <laughs> if I just start reading, you know, I want them to get comfortable. I want to make them laugh. I want them to know who I am as a person, and that I'm not going to make this so heavy. So that's always important. I think Periscope's fabulous, because I can do one-on-ones, and it could be ten people just following five people or it could be 25 who knows but I can answer questions as best I can and so like you said it is more personal I think that's important too because I mean coming from someone that A does this for a living but B has also been to many of your shows that's so funny um for everybody that doesn't know Candace has her phone set up on Periscope with Silly Putty and it just keeps falling (laughs) like you just see it sliding down the wall (laughs) It's, you, you, didn't use you the, have to be here to see it. You have but. to use the official Apple brand of Silly Putty. Um, but anyways, f- for somebody that's actually been to your shows and didn't really know you before you started, yes, you do tell about yourself, but I feel like people that are sitting in the audience are in such a fog, like a deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. just waiting and anticipating and anxious, and they don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. that even your story just goes through one ear and out the other. Totally. I know even like being in the audience, other people's readings go through one ear and out the other, mm-hmm. because I'm just waiting and hoping and wishing and all those different things. So I think Periscope's a really good way to um, kind of break down that that wall between like us and regular people yes absolutely and and i do the same thing i've even gone like when we Why went to john we Stetson, before i don't know <laughs> here we go i hope people are watching it you, you have to be watching like, on the periscope this is the same what time. i had the stuff stuck to. you have to get the full experience here oh it's it's pretty fancy um there's never a dull moment in my life um, no and it gets worse when we're together you're right as um like when we went to john stetson yes. i didn't care about whatever anybody uh-huh. else's questions were i was like please pick me please pick and we didn't me, even care about me. a story we just no. wanted him to stop yeah talking exactly. so that way you could continue and do and I feel like everybody gets like that uh-huh. like they just want to say shut up stop yes. talking so that way you can get to my reading I tell myself to shut up yes. and stop talking because I'm like I talk as fast as I can so they get to know me and then I'm like alright let's go yeah but then I know you'll agree with this too that when you start telling your story for whatever reason like you already have spirit coming through in your head and then you start scrambling your words and then you start sounding like a weirdo and then you forget what you're saying and mm-hmm. it's just you it's a mess me. I've just I've been I do my the same thing though yeah <laughs> Yep, we both do. Well, I mean, if you're going to go to a doctor or a dentist, you want to feel comfortable with that person. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to go to a psychologist or or a, a, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, whatever in that field you want to go to, you have to get comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's the same way with what you do as well. If you're not making a connection with that person, mm-hmm. it's going to immediately put, uh, the, the see the biggest problem that I have when I go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. For example, and I'm just going to use that as an example. Say, or say a psychologist. Now, the biggest problem I would have with them is if I feel like 
they're judging me. Yes. Right away. Like, as soon as I start telling them this information, they're coming at me with a judgment. Or they're, you know, I can just tell by the look at their face. Mm-hmm. Whereas with somebody like yourself, it's the tables are flipped. Mm-hmm. You know, they're judging you mm-hmm. automatically, and, and they're waiting for you. Because a lot of people want to believe, mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't ready to accept it either. So you've got people who are both uh, either skeptical or, you know, you could say anything and they would they would buy it 100%. So you have to kind of make sure that you're getting them in the right frame of mind before you give them the information. Completely. And I also, you know, I, when I'm doing my, before I start my show, I try to make eye contact with every single person in the room as long as it's as, you know, small as possible, like 30 people. I mean, if there's 200 people, it's kind of impossible. But. No, you should just literally go down the line and yeah. just stare Hello. at everybody for a second. <laughs> So, like, at a wedding, hello. So I try to make eye contact because I think that's important, too. Like, you're recognizing them, you're showing them that you see them, and it's important that they're there. And so, and I want to make everybody know, like, when I do my shows is that they're in this atmosphere together, that they're not just here, you know, I don't know, just on a whim. Like, they are meant to be there in that room, you know, at the same time. And so. Does it matter that that particular group is there together too? Like, are they are they lending their energies and, and, and their connections into one another to help kind of power things up for you? Yeah, like, for example, just on um, Wednesday I had a show, and there were, like, five women there who all lost their husbands, but they didn't know one another. So they were attracted to come to, you know, that... Uh, show and for a reason, and I think it was because that for that night it was truly based upon you know helping the wit you know those who are widowed and whatnot. And there's other times where it's like all all kids, um, or another time it's all dads, all moms. It all depends. So yes, their energy is attracted for a reason. It's just universe's way. So when you are doing a show or giving somebody a, a one-on-one reading, how does it happen for you? Because that to me is always the most fascinating part of this. Is what is the process of it? How, how do you know when you're making a connection? Well, uh, t- for me, it's a, quite a process, and Steph's trying to get me to cut down on my process because I take a good half hour to really like get ready. Um, like I have to, uh, I have a routine. Like every day, I got to nap before my show. I got to get in the shower, get all ready, and then I can start to meditate, open up my chakras. I call upon all my angels. Then once that I get to a show, um, I'm like, I'm just shifting the energy in the room and trying to get it going uh, again when I'm telling my story even though my mouth's moving my that's when i'm really starting to connect because i can feel a difference um it almost feels like i just had a couple glasses of wine really quick and um that's when i will start to connect and so i call upon the other side just to start you know be clear and precise and speak through me and let's do this so so your story is kind of like your way of um it's almost like being able to come out there and i don't want to say like read from a script but almost like be able to have something be second nature to you yes. so that you can multitask at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what happens if after that's all done, you're not feeling any kind of connection? Is there something you can do to kind of jumpstart making those connections? Yeah. So, like, I have done that where I'm like, okay, like, what do I do? And I'll just look at one person that I'm really energetically attracted to, and I will start with them. And just I'll imagine that they're the only person in the room instead of having all this, you know, o- overwhelming energy. Because as a human and being a medium, when you go, like... Uh, the only thing I bring with me is a water. That's all I have. You know, I don't have anything physical to give to people. So this is all mental. And so I will just pretend nobody else is in the room and I'll just keep focus on one person and I will start to connect. And once I hit that one connection, it like almost opens right up. It's like a flower just immediately blossoming. So it helps because I think that that's the human ego. Like I'm, of course, um, I know people are, 
um, there to be there, but I know that there's some people who are judgmental. I know that there's some people who are skeptics, open skeptics. That's fine. But um, I like to just make the room at a nice, easy calm. It's almost like just making the waves slow down and just connecting. Well, let me ask you this then. How comfortable are you with getting up in front of a large crowd outside of this? You know, if, if you weren't giving a reading, if, if you weren't utilizing your abilities, and I said to you, I want you to come to this convention and stand up there and just give a speech on, you know, uh, you know Abraham Lincoln's biography. Just give us a, a presentation on that. Would you be comfortable getting up in front of that many people and, and, and talking about something like that? About like a subject just any, that's just not... anything in general. Um, it's funny. Um, I can talk in front of a crowd and I'm good, um, but if it comes to something that like I have no idea what the like, if I had to talk about Abraham Lincoln, I would probably just start making people laugh and. Well, because I'm just wondering things. how much of your you know sometimes when you don't. It's not stage fright in any way. No, it's, it's not you yeah. that's blocking it out. It's just waiting for the connection to come. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, there's definitely times that, like, I had a 200-person fundraiser, like, a month ago, and I was nervous. I was really nervous. I mean, that's the most I've done in front of 200 people, and so I made my mom come with me. And um, just having that comfort of having that familiar face in the crowd. Once I got there and I entered the room, I was like, oh. And the, these are this is why I'm here is because all these people are here because of their grief. And look at it in that perspective instead of being... You know, I'm not here to be prove anything to anybody. I'm here to help. So that's what I keep reminding myself when I do get nervous in front of a crowd. I mean, for both of you, I mean, that's got to be the, the biggest obstacle to overcome is realizing that at some point you're not proving what you do to other people. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it. At yes. some point you have to give up the idea that you're going to win over everybody that's in the room. Mm-hmm. Whether you give them a, a reading or not, you, you have to give up the idea that you're going to get them all to say, oh, yeah, she's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Because... Really, only, the only people that are going to say that are the ones that feel that. Yes. And they have to feel that connection. So at, at what point did you say to yourself, you know, screw whether you believe me or not. I'm just going to give you the information and you do with it what you do with it. I wonder when I figured that out. Um, you know, at the past two years has been a big growing spirit, uh, spiritual. Uh, and spiritually, I've been growing a lot. Um, I finally had to just get rid of the human ego. That's what I had to do. And I had to realize that I would come home from shows and be like, oh, my God, I didn't get to those last five people. I feel so bad. So I had to switch my pot, like, thinking around. I was like, Kins, you got to X amount of people. Look at it that way, that you at least helped one person <laughs> that night. Um, and that's what made me feel like I had to change my thinking around instead of being thinking about the negative or what messages am I going to get? Am I going to get emails that are just like hate emails? Am I going to get this? But once you change that universal thinking, it changed around big time for me. So probably the last couple of years I've changed it around but definitely before i was like i gotta prove that i you know i can do this and so thank you we we, we try and i send her messages online so it's easier just so. about to do it but i'm like i don't want to be that person again yeah I have to, i'm like watching the vu meter and be like i don't think that that's loud enough and yeah. and then what happens is people turn up the radio so they can hear you and then i come in yeah you're like, like whoa like when just i turned up the headphones nice over here on you guys <laughs> but uh, so, i mean to me I still feel like when I get up and I do a, a presentation, when I do a lecture, when I have an event, I still feel like there's somebody in that room. Even if it's, you know, when we do the Legend Trips events, we break everybody down to like little small groups of eight or ten. Yeah. I'll feel like there's that one person in there that isn't buying into this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that will alter the experience for other people, that will alter the energy that's in the room. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it will go for you as well? Or is, or is there enough belief in that room happening that it, it kind of blocks out any kind of negativity like that? Yeah. So I don't even want to say negativity. Right. Just I'll just say skeptic, kind of, yeah, the, the just the opposite approach. Is that the word? <laughs> it is <laughs> now. <laughs> 
Um, how do you say? It? I can't say it. Like it's like cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. All right. Anyways, anyway, but um, <clears throat> I when I I can tell immediately who is negative and who's sitting there because mm-hmm. they got their arms crossed and they're looking at you. And so I call them out. I actually call them out and say like, "You were dragged here, weren't you?" And they kind of crack a smile. And I'm like, "No worries. Like I get it. Like I would be scared too coming to this and wondering what kind of blonde freak is talking to the dead." And they start laughing. And so once they realize that I am just a person. They ease up a little bit and the energy starts to shift. And I don't start with, I don't, again, that's what I used to do is I would start with the ones who are super skeptic or the ones who didn't believe because I wanted to prove to them that I had a gift. But now I don't waste my energy on that. I go to the people who are just dying for a reading, you know, might be a mother in the crowd who just wants to hear from their child knowing that they're okay, etc. So once I do that, call them out a little bit, acknowledge them, like they feel kind of important. Um, and that's what I want them to feel. I want them to feel important. I want them to feel good because um, nobody should feel pressured to be there. Um, and I believe, you know, the, like you said, there's always that one in the room that just is there because they want to prove it wrong. But really deep down, they have something that's making them go. Right. They do have this little small piece of belief that that's why they're holding on. That's why they're doing it. Like, I don't ever want to be the person whose job it is to make other people believe in the existence of the paranormal, believe in the existence of ghosts. Mm-hmm. I want them to at least believe what I'm telling them in my experience. Mm-hmm. And and even and, and part of that is that I have to admit, hey, I have a pretty good idea, but I don't know everything. Right. And is that kind of the approach that you have to take? Like, I know that this happens, but I can't really explain all of the hows yes, and whys. Totally. I tell them like, listen, um, I might not be dead on with everything. Like I'm not perfect. So just bear with me. If things don't make sense right away, they'll make sense later. Um and you know, people I think respect that that i'm being as honest as i can like i might not always be dead on i'm hearing things but i don't know sometimes i don't know where they're going i don't know if it's going to the person next to you so just keep it in mind and usually i get emails like oh my god you know you told me to keep this in mind and this makes so much sense so um you know it, it makes it a little easier for them to pick it up that way and now you come from a family that has abilities yes so was it something that you knew growing up that eventually it would hit you or did it hit you before you knew that other people in the family had the gift? I had no idea that my family came from a line of mediums and psychics. So when I was seven years old, I, you know, always heard things, knew things. I could feel, sense, and see spirit in my room. But, you know, as a kid, you know, you think it's ghosts, you know, like that's what you think of or it's like the boogeyman, whatever it is. And, um, but I, I, when I was seven, my mom's sister passed away and, uh, right, you know, when she passed, I could really feel and sense her presence and to tell my mom these things. And, you know, mom would be like, where are you getting this information from? So a year after her passing, my mom happened to go into surgery. And while she was under anesthesia, she saw her sister and her father standing right before her, one of those crazy experiences. And so she called my aunt Maureen and that's on my dad's side and I didn't understand why she was calling her sister-in-law there's nine other siblings on that side so um, well uh, eight more and um, I had to ask her and I said mom why are you telling Auntie Maureen that she said well Candace she's a medium and I had no idea what that meant and she said I said what's a medium she said she can connect to the other side and that's when it hit me and um, then probably fast forward to when I was 14 is when I found out that my dad had it, has it. Um, my grandmother is super psychic. Um, my great grandmother is a psychic and her sister is a medium. And so I was like, why didn't you guys tell me this when I was younger? But it helped me a little bit, but, um, they might've just been trying to protect me too without freaking me out or whatever. And, you know, I think my dad also kept it 
you know, to himself too, because there's, you know, people out there who are judgmental and everything. So sure. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we'll probably delve a little bit more into that side of things, uh, as we go on with the discussion, but you made an interesting point there when you said that you would see spirit in your room and that you thought it was ghosts. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I'm blowing up your spot here when I say, you know, you've told us you're, you're kind of afraid of ghosts. I am. But you see spirit all the time. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference? I think the difference with spirit is that when I am able to connect to them on the other side, it's just like picking up a phone call and talking to them. Ghosts or those who are stuck between here and there, I feel like their energy is really intense to me. I was walking down the hallway by myself going to open the mm-hmm. door, and I was like, yeah, like it's dark. Um, I don't like the dark and like, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> what I stroked up. <laughs> It's a ghost. The ghost actually has his hands around you. See, I can see them. He's choking you oh, right now. A lot. Yes. So um, now she's coughing. She can sense. There's multiple ghosts in here. Yeah, this is all, getting really weird. Where's my water? Oh, it's holding up my phone. So, um, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, about You're the difference between ghosts and spirits. Oh yes, I'm very afraid. Like I will not go into a, a haunted house. Like a, I mean, Halloween-wise, yeah. Um, but like if you were going to a, like an old hospital that's shut down whatever no thanks like i'm all set unless i have a big burly man with the gun <laughs> sure i own one of those yeah <laughs> so i'll take stephanie's husband what what, what good is the gun gonna do with a ghost yeah i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> i understand the idea yeah. i understand wanting to have that there but you know if all of a sudden you're getting attacked by a ghost uh, I, I don't think shooting it would be the best plan <laughs> you're right especially so, if somebody's standing on the other side of that ghost you know, that was the first thing that brendan said to me when he got really freaked out about what I did, and he had a very large experience with a ghost, he just said, I don't know what to do. I can't shoot it. I was like, well, no, no, you can't. So we just have a deal going on that I take care of the dead, and he takes care of the living, and we don't cross over. That works out well. Except, That's a good team. <laughs> Unless he st- suddenly starts uh, sending you more business, if you get what I mean. You yeah, know, no, that's, don't that's, need that. You know, you don't want to... I know. I know that you are not a big fan of of uh, Stephanie yourself. You know, you don't like to have experiences that are overwhelming. Right. You know, you you like to try to stay in control of your abilities. Right. Uh, is it possible though that sometimes, even when you're in that setting of of doing an event, that sometimes it gets overwhelming for you? That sometimes you're even on stage and you're like, wait a minute, I need, I just need to take a five minute break here. Completely, yeah, definitely. Oh my god, I. Even We're never in control. No. And I'm a control freak. Um, <clears throat> like, I don't even like being in the passenger I hadn't side. I noticed. No? <laughs> really? <laughs> Paul, well, here. guess we're not that close. I'm just teasing. Um, I'm just teasing. I can't even be in, like, the passenger side of somebody else's car without, like, thinking twice. Or the back seat's even worse. And, um, I, I mean, even... Like motorcycles or boats or like weird things like that. I jumped off a boat because I was stuck <laughs> in the middle of the ocean and swam back to shore because yes, uh, I you, needed control. I yeah, needed to get. Off I need the boat. control. So <laughs> it's it's hard. We can't control them. Is that is that a, a a theme that runs through a lot of people that have abilities? Since you're both saying you want to be in control, is that something you see in other people that have these gifts that I they are control? I don't want to say control freaks, but we're, that they like to have control over situations. We're, Two very different mediums, mm. but at the same time, we're very much alike when it comes to our personalities. Yeah. So it could just be a personality thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have noticed anxiety and OCD in a lot yes. of people. But not, but maybe not control. Control what? I mean, I'm not a big control fr- freak over any other people, but it's just like myself. <laughs> myself yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Like myself, I have my own control stuff, but not around like any other people. 
one of the things I would worry about if I was had abilities like yours and I was going into a haunted location is I would be concerned about whether or not I would be getting accurate information from there. You know, just like I go in there with right. whatever bells and whistles I might bring in there, I know how easily I can get uh, mistaken readings and I can kind of misinterpret the data that I'm collecting. Do you worry about that as well, that maybe sometimes you're walking in there and, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, you're feeling that there's a ghost, you're feeling that there's a spirit there, but it isn't there, like that type of thing. I'm talking about in terms of the narrative, in terms of the information that you're getting, uh, especially when... I know that, Stephanie, you've done this. You've gone on an investigation, and you've said that the stuff you're getting Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the stuff that we're getting. I remember doing a a session with a ghost box, and it said a whole bunch of stuff, and then you came into the room afterwards and said, yeah, just don't listen to that, you know, because you were getting completely other information. Right, but then again, that goes back to how accurate our ghost boxes, how accurate our, like, different pieces of equipment um i use the example all the time and i will quote it till the day is long jeff belander said at one of our legend trips events you can have 20 meters k2 meters or millimeters or whatever in front of you and none of them are lighting up it doesn't mean that 20 ghosts aren't standing there right so it i just think that that's people trying to get scientific information with scientific equipment and it's not always scientific See, and, and maybe, Candice, you can <laughs> see kind of where I come from with this, being somebody who's not around uh, paranormal investigation. I've long since abandoned the idea that we're really going to be able to, quote-unquote, prove the existence of ghosts through physics. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're going to be able to quantify and qualify everything that we're experiencing with different types of meters and devices because I don't feel that a ghost is physical. I feel that a ghost is, is emotion. Mm-hmm. And that basically we're trying to go around and record... A ghost, like we're trying to record love, we're trying to record sadness, and it's something you can only really feel. Mm. Uh, Is is that similar to what you're feeling with the spirit, that there is no real um, physical manifestation of it as much as it is that emotional connection? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the only type of physical, you know, connection, as you know, is like the signs, you know. So, but it is all feelings. It is all emotion. Um, even some people, when you know somebody passed, they can really sense and feel the presence of their loved ones. Um, but it, I believe that it is. A, I mean, all of it. I can feel it's so emotional. As like when I look back and think about, oh my God, how did I do that show for two hours? And how did mm-hmm. I pull through? Like, um, how did I bring through this guy who was shot and murdered, and his mother sitting right in front of me, and I'm bringing through his name, and you know, acting like him, you know, their personality come through. It's really all feelings and emotions, and what they feel for their family, or the, how sorry they are, all this stuff. So yeah, it totally is, has a lot of emotion to it. Well, you're talking about his personality coming through. You're not, but you're not like a trans medium. You're no, not. You're I'm not, not letting trans- him take over you. You're just kind of copying the mannerisms that you're Absolutely. experiencing. So, so like I will I it's not that I'm a trans medium where my face changes because you know some people are like what's a trans medium so um, my face well, won't change it's a medium that starts off as one gender and goes to the other <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> so I will um so and Kate, then Caitlyn I, Jenner of, of, of yeah uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why I'm coughing today um, it's probably my fault yeah thanks <laughs> so um, but. Yeah, I will really pick up, you know, when you think of a good friend of yours and you're like, oh my God, they're so funny. Like, you can just pick up their personality. Like, you know, that's what it feels like. I'm like, I feel like I've known them. And so I'm just picking up their, their mannerisms, how, they, how they'd stand, how they'd act, how they'd talk, if they were really reserved or if they're really obnoxious here and crazy. So, um, yeah, it does transfer through that way. This might be a loaded question. We have about three minutes left in the hour. 
when the show is over, is the show over? Do these spirits still try and reach? I mean, I know that you can kind of shut yourself off from it, but do you find that, okay, you know, you connected with, uh, you know, Luke at one show, and then uh, time a week goes by before you have your next show, and then you open yourself up the next show, and boom, there's Luke again trying to send you more messages. Do you feel like that's the way, or is it kind of they go on with their loved ones to wherever their loved ones go? Yeah, I mean, I don't ever feel like it's leftovers, you know, that come in afterwards. Um, it's like a whole new thing, like a new show. Like I go to one venue, you know, I talk to them, and then they go with their loved ones. It's like they come to the show, too, and they leave. Um, but I definitely have had repeat um loved ones on the other side come through, you know, for a totally different person. Um, uh, there's the same guy that comes through all the time at uh, my shows, and I won't realize it's him. And then all of a sudden, after like, I don't know, 10 minutes of pulling through all this information, I'm like, wait a minute, this is John, isn't it? And they're like, yeah. So um, I don't always, like, they don't always tell me, like, hey, I'm, I'm this and that, because it's not clear like that. Uh, and I'm sure, too, that a lot of the times you're getting repeat people in the audience as well mm-hmm. like not you know not spirit but just the actual Physical. people sitting there yeah, <laughs> yeah. the living they're mm-hmm. they're also coming back again and again so you're getting a lot of those same energies still with them i would assume yeah i do i mean there is definitely a good amount that i will see and recognize in the crowd but there's always new people every time so it helps you know so i'll tell them you know i can sense their loved ones and i know that they're stepping back to allow you know this new spirit to step forward somebody who's never connected before um oh god yeah. Wow, you're really... <laughs> when they say periscope, they mean like you're supposed to go up, not yeah. down. You know, down periscope. Well, we have about a minute left in this hour. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk more with our guest, Candace Dalton. We'll also take any calls you might have, questions uh, about what she does at 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. You can also email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can talk to us on Twitter using the hashtag SpookyLive. That's the best way to do it. We're going to just do a whole bunch of coughing during the yes. news, too. I don't know what happened. It's, it's, the allergy. Yeah, it's too. just the allergy season. That's, that's it's, the time it's of year. It's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> and when we come back on the other side, too, we'll let you know about some events that are coming up. Uh, we'll find out what Candace has on her schedule, and also we'll let you know about some spooky South Coast-related stuff that's coming up as well. Uh, if you want to have a chance to come and experience the paranormal for yourself, well, next Saturday night, you can do it with us. And we'll let you know coming up after the break and uh, – so many things going on in October. We're going to be in and out of this place so much, yep. and who you know, pretty much every day is booked now from from t- now until the end of the year. So we'll let you in on some of that stuff uh, coming up in just a bit. But remember, you can watch what's going on on Periscope, especially during the news. If you're enjoying it, uh, you can follow at Medium Candice at Spooky SC. We'll be back. Number two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg, along with Stephanie Burke. No silent assassin tonight. No science advisor, Matt Moniz. Nope. It's just us. Just us. With our special guest. Oh, uh, I think somebody's phone is giving us feedback. That's fine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that was weird. I didn't hear it earlier. That's like it's moving it. 
You know what's weird is that you, you come to recognize that sound. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you use electronic devices, you do radio, that kind of you're like, oh, that sounds like cell phone interference. The worst part is when you can pick up that sound and you're not doing anything, you're like, Where's sounds that? like cell phone interference. Yeah. And uh, I actually was reading a story online earlier about a man who can hear Wi-Fi. Really? Like he when like it gives him like a, a very weird frequency that he can actually hear when there's a Wi-Fi network running, which I that would drive me crazy. That. I can totally like I can I get if I have the TV running for a certain amount of time, I am literally exhausted. Like I'm not just from watching like TV, even if it's I'm not watching, it's just on. I'm exhausted from all the ways it really bothers me. One of the things that I think is uh, a little strange when it comes to me anyway is. And this might be a problem that plagues us all as we get older, and we'll realize this in like 15 or 20 years, but I get like phantom phone vibrations, yes. yep. like in my pocket. Yeah, when you know, my, that's a real thing. My phone's not even in my pocket. <laughs> it's a real thing. It There's is? There's an it's entire like a, study on it, yes. It's a medical thing now? Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but it's a real thing. I think I hear my phone tweeting. It makes that tweet sound, see, so I go see, running in my room. There's nothing there. I hear my phone vi- I hear my phone vibrate. What did you do? Now my brain's all screwed up. Because uh, I'm... Ugh. Didn't I tell you this was going to She sent you a mind bullet? Yes. Um, we'll get ice Matt Costa's going to be mad that he missed the mind bullets. <laughs> you know how much he loves the mind bullets. I wish people could see this right now. <laughs> they can on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com and yes. also via no, Periscope. Because I'm the one that's in charge of the damn via, via Periscope <laughs> at Medium Candace. She's blocking me because you can feel my energy. Oh, <laughs> you're out of control. Tone it down. Um... <laughs> I don't remember what the hell I'm putting saying. the energy into those. Well, we were talking about the here. the phantom cell phone oh, yeah, yeah. vibrations. Um, I can hear my phone vibrate like randomly. It won't happen, or I'll grab my phone as it's it's going to, like it's ringing or all the time. Like, wow, it's almost like you're psychic or something. I know, isn't that like weird? So when the phantom ones happen, I get really pissed because <laughs> nothing happens afterwards, and I don't know where it's coming from. In this phone in particular, since I've gotten it will vibrate in my hand and go off if I'm on the phone, if I'm doing something, nothing pops up. I don't know where it comes from. I've shut off like all notifications. It just constantly vibrates on its own. No, see, mine is, I feel it in my pocket yeah, I think going everybody off. Yeah, everybody does. And I'm like, <laughs> what, 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 I don't have my phone in my pocket. Right. It's over there charging up. That's crazy. But that's a thing. Yeah. I, haven't, I don't, well, I don't have my phone ever on vibrate. I used to like when I was a teen, but... Anymore, so it's all just. She's like, now I'm an adult, and I will take a call whenever I damn well. <laughs> I put my phone like on silent a lot. I just put on silent. Oh, I never, I never use silent. I just discovered the other day that you can do not disturb certain people's text messages. Really? Yes, that's cool. Oh, I think I know the list already of people who are getting oh, put yeah. on that. So absolutely, including me. Never. All right. Well, we are talking with our guest Candace Dalton tonight. Uh, she, of course, is Medium Candace on Twitter, and you can follow her and follow her on Periscope as well. Uh, Sundays now—that's the plan. You guys do something every Sunday, yourself um, and your sister. Yeah, me and my sister Anna Dalton. I think she's watching. Anna, if you're there, holla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, we started doing this thing, like you know, some sort of like Soul Sunday into the Soul. We haven't even figured out a name for it yet. Um, we did it one Sunday. Um, I was super hungover that day, so I was having a hard time. But um, I don't think it'll be every Sunday because there's always stuff going on. So I'm sure. hoping at least once a month. But we did. We were gonna do you know every Sunday. But um, she does. Uh, she's very creative, very art- artistic, and so she does mandalas. Um, you can draw. And then afterwards, I'll talk about, you know, the spirit world and mediumship and, you know, how you can connect to your angels and trying to think of more ideas in which um, you give me some good ideas. And I wrote down on post-it notes that are sitting on my table right now. 
I don't. I feel like compelled every time my phone goes off and it says, you know, Candace Dalton is live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to watch it because there's kind of that. <laughs> don't take offense in this. There's kind of that train wreck factor. <laughs> you have to kind of tune in and see exactly what's going on. Well, when there's whips and nays involved, <laughs> there's whips. There's nays. There's been. Uh, there's still the whole uh, lucky charm. The, there's a, the lucky charm contest. How many can you fit in your mouth at one time? <laughs> the no pants dance. The, that's the, I was going to say, there's still the, the bikini bottom controversy. Right. <laughs> okay, yes, I was wearing a bikini bottom. I didn't think, like, you put the phone down, but I just wasn't thinking. So I, like, backed away from the camera, and you can see me with no pants on. And then I went into my living room, and then I darted into my room, and you can see me run For, as fast as I can. My is, butt cheeks are out. It is insane, by the way, how quickly she can move around that house when she's periscoping. Yes. Like, it's like... She's like, oh, I'll be right back. I'll like, uh, And, you know, as anybody listening now can tell, Candace is not a shy person. No. She's like, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. And then, like, she'll come back, like, in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yes. And I'd be like, did you wash your hands afterwards? <laughs> well, honestly, my bladder is, like, the size of the silly putty. I'm not even kidding. I've seen it on the yes. sound. So it peed, like, in five seconds. It's like, psh, done. And then I wash my hands. So well, I really just go to the bathroom and it, wash it, my well, hands. It's incredibly fast. But you never know what's going to happen. And there's a lot of fun. And, uh, I feel like I've created a monster by inviting her to that premiere and introducing the two of you. She had never seen the Periscope until no. we started Periscope. No. I created oh, yeah. a Periscope monster. You'd and really not only did. that, like now Tim is obsessed with watching the Periscope. You know what? I think it's a compliment that you call me a train wreck because <laughs> I am like I am the most weird, awkward, hyper, just not shy person at all. And I like when to make I introduced laugh, you guys, I was trying to explain to Tim like. She is my opposite, literally. But, like, we're so much alike. I'm like, she is wild. Wild. And he's like, really? I'm like, oh, yes. And then you started doing the worm and everything Oh, else. yeah, the I'm worm. Like, there's, I like, promise. two people on dance floor, and I'm doing the worm. She, she was saying for many, many years, she's like, oh, you guys have to meet, you know. Yep. We have to get her on the show, and... and you created another monster in that regard, too. I because did. Well, didn't you say to Steph you should create a TV show for us, me and her? I'm working on it. You really should. Are really? I'm working on it. Seriously? I have, I have tons of ideas for different things. Well, we know what goes on in that head of yours, but... It's cl- it's all clean. Oh, I know, but... <laughs> Mostly. She's, I she said that very ever... accusatory, that's no, why. I just don't think you ever stop working. But... Your brain is constantly going with new ideas. Well... But the fact that you immediately... Because we always say all the time we should have a show because we're... Oh, the stuff that happens to it's us ridiculous. is ridiculous. Um, we were, like, at a restaurant once at Fireside of Middleborough. Oh, my God, this you is know, the It's like in the middle of nowhere. Ever. It's, like, cement everywhere. Oh, yeah. And we were sitting, sitting... At, a, at a table. Yeah, and all twins? Come yeah. on. <laughs> we were sitting at a table together, and there was this, like, bird... On the Peter. same side, by the way, because we were there with somebody else, so yeah. we weren't on a date. We were on the same and side. right by the window. Right I by the window. when people are by themselves and they sit on the same side. I know. That's why so I had to know. Like, you know yeah, that there so was somebody else to, there. There was, there, I love you that much, but I wouldn't sit just next no, to you me for neither. no reason. So um, then there was a bird feeder, and we are just talking and chatting, and all of a sudden this huge cat comes out of nowhere and like jumps and attacks the bird feeder and is swinging from the bird feeder. And, and we both screamed at the top of our lungs. Uh-huh. She jumped into my lap. I was holding <laughs> onto her for dear life and the entire restaurant looked at us it was awful but it, it was, was right outside our window like literally funny, a foot away from funny us. part of that story stephanie took the cat home she I almost tried. did <laughs> she she almost did she, uh, let's go find the cat i did oh, oh my life i just i think all the time how lucky she is to have found somebody in her life so young and and to to already be married and have a family because i would really start to get worried if she was single for too long about it. just how so many cats how do you feel might about be me? But you're not a crazy cat person. 
Have you watched me on Periscope? You have a cat. <laughs> you have a cat. But it's, he's almost 19 pounds. That's and, all right. And so he like is like three kittens. You. That's okay. Is it okay? But you I don't. Have I mean, she wants to take I home every cat, cat that she sees. It's so Listen, true. It's bad where Candace is out and she sees stray cats and she tries to capture them and then she thinks, "What am I going to do with this? I have to call stuff." I did, and I was like, I'm about to bring them to her house. Yeah. So, so she's okay, so just I'm, as bad as me. I'm coming up with this idea for a show about you guys. It's kind of like, have you seen Hoarders, where they find like the dead cats in people's houses? <laughs> Stop gross. it, man. We'll all be alive. Oh, my God. Anyway. I would have more cats. How'd we get on this subject? I was allowed. I don't know. I think that we should have like one night of just talking about the most random stuff. We call those uh, Spooky South Coast Backyard Podcasts. Really? Yes. You're going to have to come by and do one of those. We're going to have to yes. s- set one up here. We have all this crazy so fall stuff happening. Yeah, we're gonna. We all get together. Yeah. We drink heavily, and awesome. we record a podcast. That's it's awesome. it's ridiculous. This is my kind of podcast. Yeah. And it's funny because for the first I'm not time, an alcoholic. <laughs> the first time we ever did it, it was our first like within our first six months of being on the air, uh, we did our first one, and we started drinking and, and having a goofy time. But as most of the time, when you drink too much, everything turned real serious mm-hmm. a little bit later on, and every you know it turned into this whole "I'm here for you, I love you, let's talk about our experiences." Let's get all deep and emotional. Yeah, yeah, but in the end, you know, it's it's still one of our most legendary episodes. So we're, I'm we're totally have to in. One. So meet our new co-host, Candace <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> I think it'll be it'll be pretty epic, and we owe we actually owe there are some people who donated to our last big GoFundMe drive right. that we actually owe them the chance to come up and and be part of a backyard podcast. We need to not do this while it's snowing out. No, we'll 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 do. It Why don't then. we? We'll just I'll bring sleeping bags and stay here and. No, oh, no, we don't do it here. Oh, we can, we no, literally we, we'd do get it fired. In the oh. <laughs> we would get fired if we <laughs> the way the way we talk. The first one that we did. Uh, we did it in my backyard. And oh, I, backyard podcast, yes. Okay. I, I set my grill on fire. Did you really? Yes. So. What did Jen Whoa. think of that? She was fine with it. We put the fire out. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> it wasn't like it you know, it didn't engulf the house <laughs> or anything. So we'll definitely work on one of that. But there's a lot of stuff that's going on coming up. And, and one thing we want to let everybody know that we won't be on the air next Saturday night because there's a spooky South Coast event happening at the Faring Tavern in Wareham, Mass. Uh, there's four historic buildings. There's the, the Faring Tavern built in 1690. There's the Old Methodist Meeting House, the Union Chapel, and the One Room Schoolhouse. Those were all built in the 1800s. And we will be... Having the, you know, it's just like a regular Legend Trips event, but Jeff is otherwise booked. He can't be there, so we're not calling it officially a Legend Trips event. But we're going to give you dinner. We're going to give you a lecture. Not like give you a lecture, like, oh, you know, when I was your age. We're going to give you a, <laughs> a discussion and a presentation on the paranormal. Uh, and then we will set you loose for hours of guided investigation in these four historic buildings. And, and Stephanie, one of our first Legend Trips that you came on with us as you know, part of the staff and, yes. and not as an attendee, was at the Faring Tavern. And we put you to work in the Methodist Meeting House and you were making connections in there. I think that might have been the first one, my first official one. My first unofficial was Slater Mill. Right. But you were actually coming to help out with right. kind of administrative stuff. And then we're like, but you have abilities, so you're here. Why don't you right. utilize those? So, yeah, that was the first one. That was actually the night that I predicted the Red Sox were going to win the World Series, and Jeff didn't believe me. And that was the year that it happened? Yes, and I was at the game when they won. Really? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, With a Ouija board, by the way. What? I've never, I've, I've never used a Ouija board. What? I'm scared of that, too. I normally have one in the oh. truck, but I don't have one in there today. Really? That's for a reason. Uh, the... <laughs> The uh, the 
meeting house, though, when you were in there, you were table tipping. Yes. And you, it actually got a little personal for one of our investigators that night, too, right? I can't remember, remember to be honest. I think, I think uh, somebody's dad came through. Okay. And there was that connection that was made. Uh, I remember Jeff being skeptical of it, and he yes. walked away a little less skeptical of it, we'll say. Well, yeah, he caught his first EVP ever. And then you had an experience in the one-room schoolhouse in the back area that used to be the post office mm-hmm. with something kind of negative, right? Right. So all of that will be potentially happening for you on Saturday night. There are still tickets available. They're $99. You can get them at SpookySouthCoast.com. Just go to our website there, and you will see the slide come up for Gateway Ghosts. And I'm going to give you an open invite to come to one of these events sometime if you, if Thank you want you. to. Thank you. Yeah. I know, that, I know that it freaks you out a little bit. No, you so. know what? I'm becoming a little bit, like, I'm open to it. I just would want, like, at least 50 people around me while we do it. <laughs> I would like 50 people around you if you were coming to this one next Saturday night because sales have been a little slow, so... Really? We're trying to raise money for the Wareham Historical Society. Well, let me see what I can do. I might have my good friend's birthday, but if not... No, no, I mean, I don't mean you have to come. I'm just saying I would like to have 50 people at this event. Oh, 50. I mean, like, you guys. Like, if if a gun's not going to help, you know, keep a ghost away, at least I want 50 physical people around. Yeah, in this this place, I found that most of the connections that we've made are positive. Okay, cool. We've had a lot of good experiences. Uh, A few negative. Uh, We have that one EVP that... You know, basically admits to murder, uh, admits to having killed the grandfather. But yes. you know, wow. See, that's what interests me. So I'll, I will do it sometime. I'll just have a drink, and I'll be okay. I would love to if if we're <laughs> gonna teach you many if we're gonna take you on, into one of these places and, and and actually throw you into the paranormal fire. It probably would be best if we did it not in a giant group. Okay. Yeah. That way there, you know, if you need to change your pants, you won't feel so (laughs) self-conscious about it. I wouldn't care at all. I would tell everybody I peed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I would show everybody I peed my pants. She would. would That would be like a good promotional thing. Yeah. Like just put a meme up of her like saying, like, I was so scared at Legend Trips, I peed my pants. Yes, totally. Oh, my God. But uh, anyway, (laughs) so just to to jump back into the discussion uh, about what it is that you do and and utilizing your abilities. And now you had mentioned that your aunt Maureen is a medium. And for those who don't know, it's Maureen Hancock, who people have seen around here for uh, quite a while doing her shows, and and she's done a lot with this station. Uh, What's it like, though, when you're around the family and you all have this ability? You know, are you all ever trying to, I don't want to say compare, but kind of just... uh, well, yeah, kind of compare and contrast how each person makes those connections. Is it something that you openly talk about, about the way and the way that you prepare yourself and the way that you go about doing this this job? Um, it's funny. The only thing that, like, we ever do, like, when we're all together is if, if like, there was one time I went to, I don't know, it was, like, Thanksgiving or Easter, and I was upset about something. Um, and I put on the best poker face that I could give, and as soon as you walk in, there's there's my cousin Stasha, there's Maureen, there's my grandmother, there's my dad, there's and they just do like give a shot of a look, like I know something's up, and they all come to they come flocking, and then that's when the tears start. <laughs> so I mean, we never, if anything, we're I think we're just enjoying being with one another. It's like when you're done with you know, not that I feel that this is work or a job, but like when we're with each other, we just 
I don't know, we just be with each other. We're just humans and normal people. Right. But we definitely, you know, we'll talk about, like, things that have happened or, like, readings we've done that were really good or um, even if things come along that, you know, somebody sent you, like, a nasty email or whatever, we'll talk about it too. And, um, you know, that's just the support that we give each other. And so, but most of the time, you just go there and chill and hang out. But See, because I would be, like, maybe it's because I, I'm, I'm such a person that wants to, to kind of break everything down that mm-hmm. happens. Like, I would want to be like, well, how, you know, is there something that we all have, like some sort of connection amongst us all that <laughs> makes it this way, besides just heredity, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be trying to, like, figure out all those little nuances and differences to the point that the rest of the family would probably stop telling me. They'd be like, oh, I lost that gift now. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but, I mean, but it's the same thing with you guys. And, and now I know that you're both studying with James Van Prague and, and taking... Mm-hmm. Courses with him. So the same, but the same thing happens though when you're 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 doing that. You're kind of comparing and contrasting with each other, right? You're kind of workshopping. That's that's probably the word I'm looking for. It's workshopping with each other. Mm -hmm. So you you don't really workshop with the family in in, in seeing how you know they all make those connections and and basically try to coach one another up a little bit. I mean, we definitely did in the beginning. Like so, when I was 19, I'll be 26 in three weeks. that was like a big thing because we Maureen totally coached Justin helped us like understand the tools that we had that we had our gifts but we were like what the hell do we do with these and I probably just swore like 50 times already but um I, you know so we definitely went to her a lot for guidance um and you know Stasha and I would go back and forth with each other what we thought about this what we think about that we would do shows together just to have each other's support um and then once we got more comfortable we were able to branch off and do our own thing um for sure we definitely leaned on one another and um I even attended my aunt's you know classes um so I really started to read up on different books and um you know Maureen was also a big um like kind of portal for other people that I need to go to do body work like you know Reiki or Shiatsu and all these different things so she has de- totally been like the control center um, that has helped me definitely um, the beginning of my adventures of starting the healing messages from above do you find that it amplifies your gift or that it uh, it kind of helps it to grow when you surround yourself with other people that have the abilities or do you find that you know it's it's going to happen anyway as you it's it's more about learning about yourself uh, than it is kind of surrounding yourself with others like if you went away to you know like all right say you play baseball and you go to baseball camp for the summer you come back a much better baseball player mm-hmm. if you go and and surround yourself with other people that have the gift does it open yours up a little bit more just being around that type of energy um definitely i mean I, so for instance, when we took the James Van Prague course, even if it's just online, just being with all these other people taking the course, it totally made me even more excited. It definitely shaped me even more as a medium, um, just because I learned a lot from that, and I can't wait for tomorrow's uh, mediumship school to start. Um, when I'm around a lot of people who have the same gift, it's actually overwhelming to me, um, where I actually shut down because the energy is too much, um, which I'm still trying to teach myself how to... I've gotten a lot better of grounding myself and not having my energy turn on, but if I'm around you know, a group of ten mediums, my energy's on like the whole time. Um, when we were on the Ricky Lake show and we went to her house afterwards, there was me, Maureen, Sasha, my Auntie Rosie, James Van Prague, and... Uh, the whole time, I just felt so, like, so not grounded because there was so much energy going on. So it actually kind of drains me, if anything. Um, it definitely helps me. I love to learn from other people and see what the, their, you know, thought process is, what they, 
I don't know what they think about certain things, their beliefs, all that jazz. But um, no, it's it's a it's a fifty fifty for me. Do you ever push yourself or or train yourself by turning it on at, at different times? And you know, not turning it on like it's some like a light switch. But do you ever kind of tune in when you're like, say, you go to the mall? Mm-hmm. Do you ever just try and, and open yourself up just so that you can practice blocking out certain energies and, and only really accepting others? Yeah, I did that actually for a while. I would go to the mall. Good one. You must be psychic. Um, <laughs> Either that or I'm like, oh, you're girls. You got like, you like to shop where you, know, you probably go to the mall, right? <laughs> that or I'll shop online. So it's not really. It's, I'm either psychic or I'm sexist. One of the two. <laughs> so yeah, no, I would definitely do that, and I would do that at um, even on vacations. So I went to the Grand Canyon, and I went to Cancun, went to all these different places. I can't rattle them off right now, um, but I was like, oh, can I turn it on out here? You know, can I turn it on down in Mexico? Can I turn it on the Grand Canyon? And it was like even amplified even more I think because I was just just being my you know I'm always myself but just in a whole nother environment so um, pretty cool well I think it's awesome that you can utilize your gifts in other places like that but mm. just do us a favor don't utilize it on the plane when you're going to those other places I don't ever want you to stand up in the middle of a flight and be like I'm hearing voices <laughs> Because I think that that would probably not go well. Honestly, the whole time I'm on a plane, I'm like, I'm just praying that St. Michael and everybody that I've called upon is holding up the plane and is going to land me safely. So trust me. see what she's oh, like on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last time Stephanie and I were on a plane. We shouldn't be allowed anywhere together. We've told you this already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first I take Dramamine before I'm already the starting to second guess having you both here tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, and my phone, my phone's like, never mind, ADD, but um, <coughs> I take Dramamine before flights. I'm already loopy as is. And then we got the, the true blue, whatever, the blue chips for JetBlue. And um, I'm trying to open it and open it and open it. And Stephanie's like, give me that. And she's trying to open it, open it, open it. And her husband snatches the bag out of her hands and just finds the little tear <laughs> and opens it right up. And but we're like, he watched uh, us for a good 10 of course, minutes. Before first. he even helped. Yeah, he'll watch you like try to twist off a beer bottle top and then come at you with the bottle open and be like, it's this kind. Well, right. I know how to open a beer bottle. I know, but I was, I was utilizing but, that as, yes. as kind of an example. No. It's like a big old science. Like he likes to watch you struggle and then. If Candace and I are together and he's anywhere within like a 10 mile radius, uh, he's wishing he's in 20 miles. Easily. No, he, he secretly loves it. Yeah, he really he does. does. Of course. And he, he, we call him Mr. Potato Head, but um, <laughs> I was talking about, because I love, I love blackheads and pimple popping, <laughs> and oh, no. I said that to Stephanie, and he just darted a look at me, and he was like, don't even. That's it's all Stephanie talks about. She wants to pop pimples. That's one of the weirdest things that I've ever heard anybody say, let alone two people. Oh, my God. Go on Instagram. Yes. and You don't have enough time in the world to get to know how weird we are right now, but... When? Somebody said, ew, on my parents' yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's going to die, too. I love you guys. When, i got um, to cancel it out. When he's with us. <laughs> <laughs> SpookySouthCoast.com slash SpookyTV. You can watch the show there. SpookySouthCoast.com slash SpookyTV and watch us. You can see us live in here. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I had to shut that. That's all right. We're, we're on the cutting edge here of periscoping at the right. same time while doing radio. Completely. So, when he's with us, or when he at least met Candace, he realized that there was two of me, and it just became one large, strange, happy family. So we feel bad for him sometimes, but we know, like, if Candace is coming over, we're totally torturing Brendan. Oh, it's awesome. We love it. Yep. You know, Brendan secretly loves it. I I'm think sure he does. He does. He does. 
Like, he acts like he's annoyed, but he really loves it. Right. So, but, so you're saying he's definitely invited to the to the podcast? Oh, yeah. The, all right. I hope so, because I want him to be involved. Well, that'll be interesting. Yes. I want him I want him drinking, and I want him to be involved. <laughs> oh, we have no. Breaking news here. Breaking with the, news. With the Paranormal Awards being being dished out here. Oh, I already sent that to you. Yeah. I, I was trying not to be fresh on air. Well, I just, I, I want to give out this breaking breaking news right now. The uh, the winner of the Paranormal Awards for Paranormal Film Award 2015 is the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. Oh, yeah? Directed by Aaron Kadju, Manny Familare. Producers Aaron Kadju, Kristen Kadju, and Manny Familare. So congratulations awesome. to them yes. on winning the Paranormal Award, which is given out by a person. Yes, um, one person. Yes, but uh, we will uh, we'll definitely have to talk with them about that the next time that we have them were on the we show. Were we not nominated for Best Radio Show, like always? I, I don't think that we were, <laughs> no, which is fine. We don't do this for awards. No, we don't, but I just think the Paranormal Awards are so funny. We do this, and I'm trying not to bash on the Paranormal World this weekend, but it's getting harder and harder not to because everybody's driving me crazy this weekend with all the stuff. This, this should be a time that everybody's coming together and they're getting further and further apart. Um, so I don't I don't want to dig too much into that, uh, but one of the things that we talked about <laughs> off the air before we started the show is the different ways that people are making connections now. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know you have your abilities and gifts, both of you, and but other people are trying to do the same thing through technology. Do you find that? I mean, I know this is something, Candace, that you hadn't even heard of till I was telling you about it earlier. Right. But, Stephanie, you've seen some of these things in action. Uh, do you feel like people are becoming too reliant on trying to find a technological way to communicate with those who have moved on when they could probably train themselves to do it on a personal level instead? I think people are trying to reach out and, and find any way to connect at this point in time, just because everybody's more open-minded to it. Um, but... I don't think they realize that you could easily make a connection through someone like us or you could train with someone. But I feel weird about that. Candace, I don't know how you feel about it. I know you teach classes as well, but I tell everybody you're not going to wake up and be Maureen Hancock. (laughs) You're not going to wake up and be James Van Prague. Um, It takes years and years of studying. Mm -hmm. Candace and I are still studying. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I tell everybody all the time when they say, I want to be you, I want to be just like you, I want to do this. I tell them, okay, great. If you want to, go home and think about it and, like, seriously take time to think about it because once you open that door, you can't close it and you have to dedicate, like, serious time to it because, like, yes, it's fun to try, but it's a real thing. And, like, what you said, you know, you're not going to just... I tell people all the time, and when I started teaching classes again this year, I said, you're not going to walk into the gym and walk out with the abs and right. arms and butt you want. You have to continuously go. You have to <laughs> nurture your body. You have to do all these things and really be disciplined upon it. And so that's what I tell them about shows. I mean, classes as well, is that you have to really be disciplined and take your time and be patient. There's a lot of... Just as much as there's a lot of investigators who go out and invest $1,000 worth of equipment and decide mm-hmm. that they should be on television, there's probably a lot of people who make their first you know, connection, their first mediumship connection, and be like, okay, now I can go stand on stage in front of 500 people and, and charge admission for this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and at what point did you feel, Candace, like you were ready? I know that you talked about you know doing shows with your aunt and, and being around other people who have the gift, but at what point did you feel like you were ready to let the world know that this is what you do. This is what, this is what 
you go through on a daily basis? Yeah, I think I was ready. I mean, I don't know. So when I was 19, I started doing group readings and private readings, and that was like very com- comfort- comfortable for me. Um, but then when I realized, um, like when I started doing groups of 20 people, that I could get to more people in this one room, that was, uh, I mean, so you're talking about like because I I think if I remember right you said you were like around nine when they My told energy. you what was going on. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking there was a good decade there where you weren't you know it wasn't like as soon as they told you this is what it is and you realized oh this is what I can do that you were out there doing it for the people it took you a long time a of long being time. able to yeah it took me a long time to actually just realize like so me and my cousin Stasha would do shows together and then when I realized that that when we were starting to advance that we both wanted to get in at the same time and read people and we were both getting the same things it started to become difficult so um, that's when we were both like totally fine with just kind of going our own ways and once we started doing our my, at least for me once we started doing our own my own show then I realized that um, I was ready to just do that and that's all I do full time you know let go of you know the cosmetology world and you know move forward so but if somebody still feels like you know that's where they need help more than spiritually, you could you could make them look a lot better too. So yeah, uh, okay. yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. My mom wanted me to open a salon that said "hair on after." That's funny. That's that's pretty awesome. Isn't that really good? So that's... you could do readings and hair. I was like, Mom, it doesn't work that way. But that <laughs> no. would be a great idea. People would be hair on after. But it, yeah, hair on after. Isn't that a good one? Right now, there's somebody out there that's, that's going to steal yes, that and make steal millions that. of dollars. Yeah. Yes. So you just remember, download the podcast, save it, so that you can go into court and claim it as your intellectual property. Okay. <laughs> I think that would work. You sound like my dad. I'm just, I'm just yeah. wondering. No, but I'm just thinking, like, there's probably, uh, <coughs> there's probably somebody out there right now that is feeling like they have something similar to what you went through, you know, mm-hmm. where they feel like there's something around them all the time and, and they don't understand what it is. So I think it's important to let people know that, don't feel like you have to understand it right away. Mm-hmm. Don't. There's no shame in in questioning what it is and, and wanting to needing to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and people always ask me when they say, "Okay, I think I had an experience with a ghost and I want to learn more." You know, how can I do that? I have no problem rattling off a list of books they should read or people they should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Do you have people that you recommend to those who take classes with you to say, "Okay, you know, go out and buy this book or, or watch this DVD or, mm-hmm. or go see this person live"? Is there is there people that you recommend that others uh, look into? Absolutely. So um, it'll range from body work to books to medium, you know, mediums and psychics. So uh, with body work, I always tell, go see uh, this. I see this woman named Wanda for Reiki, and she's absolutely incredible. So I tell them, if you need Reiki, because you need to balance your body like that, your, your body is your foundation, your chakras are your foundation to connecting. And, um, you know, if those aren't balanced, then you're not balanced, and that's not going to be balanced on the other side. So, um, you know, with that, that's what I'll recommend. I'll recommend I started off reading off reading Sylvia Brown books, um, James Van Prague books, um, and you know, going on even YouTube and finding you have to find the right ones though, but there's definitely some interesting YouTube videos you can find of other people, you know, talking about, you know, the spiritual world and things like that. So you can get really a good sense of what others think and feel and see and everything else. Is is, is Wanda like a stage name? No, her name's like Wanda. Yeah. Well, I do Reiki. My name's Wanda. Wanda, right? <laughs> she. I call her my fairy godmother because she really is incredible. And and uh, and you mentioned Sylvia Brown, uh, which I, I I suppose I shouldn't let the let the mention go without questioning. I think Sylvia Brown's a good 
moral lesson for people who do this that eventually you need to learn to say when I'm just not feeling it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just not getting anything. You need to be yes. able to say, like, no mm-hmm. at some point, really. Mm-hmm. I agree with you because she would burn herself out. Um, but, like, her books were really interesting and things triggered with me as a kid because I, I remember, for instance, I had a, after my cousin Sean passed away, I had this dream that he brought me up to this beautiful, big, like, Romanesque-looking building with marble staircases and brought me to the very top, and there was people all lounging and relaxing, ferns everywhere, like, white, you know, curtains that looked very Romanesque-looking. And um, soon after, I started reading her books because that's what I turned to for comfort of, you know, of being able to talk to Sean and also trust my gift. And there was a part where, you know, when you uh, first pass over to the other side, you go and review your life. And it's this big, big building with marble staircases and it's Romanesque looking and ferns. And so that was a um, confirmation for me that what I was dreaming really was real. It wasn't just a dream because Sean was standing right next to me and it was very, very comforting. Because I, I was never shy on, on this show in giving my opinions of Sylvia Brown mm-hmm. and I you know I I once said Sylvia Brown was a, a terrible medium mm-hmm. and somebody wrote back to me on in an email and said no Sylvia Brown was a really good medium the problem is she was a very bad television guest mm-hmm. because she didn't know when to say no and mm-hmm. she didn't know when to say I can't do that for you right now and she didn't know when to say I'm not feeling it mm. and I've I've noticed that since there has been more of a spotlight put on people that have abilities that more people are feel comfortable saying you know like you know if I'm listening to somebody on coast to coast AM for example and they're doing readings mm-hmm. and they 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 don't have a problem with saying I'm sorry, caller. I'm just not really picking up anything for you right now. Totally. Whereas opposed to where nobody would say that in the past before. Yes, absolutely. There's um, even, um, you know, at the end of my shows, I'd say, you know, my energy's starting to, you know, wire down. I'm starting to fart out, you know, and people, are, they get it. Because after like two and a half hours of reading, they see that I'm starting to drain. And I said, I must be sizzling out a little bit, you know, so I'm going to just end it here and hugs from the other side. So. How is your energy level now? It's kind of high right now. Um, can you tell? Well, <laughs> can you yes. see well Stephanie can tell. No, I really can't tell That's because why... this is, every time I've seen you now, this is how you are. But... <laughs> It's just been well, different types of energies, you know, yeah. like, you know, party atmosphere, having fun, goofing around. Uh, but I can tell, like, you're kind of amped up right now. And, and I am uh, because I, you know, on my pee break, I was meditating a little bit. <laughs> and that's why it took me so long. So some of my Periscope people are like, wow, that was a long pee. For you. But, uh, I mean, for yeah, a normal right. person, it was still perfectly fine. Yeah, it was right, also too. a long hallway. It was a very long hallway. But and I, also she was walking very trepidous, yes. trepidatiously down the hallway because we have ghosts. Yeah, totally right. have ghosts. It's like that light's probably going to go back on any minute. It definitely and, will. And then, but when you asked me a question, like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, and I was like, uh, and I stopped talking, you were like, let me just repeat the question again. It's because I was, my energy's turning on where I can't multitask sometimes because I'm feeling things and then I forget what the heck kind of question you asked me. So that's why I kind of like stopped talking. That's perfectly fine because I probably forgot what I asked you. No, you were good. You kind of like got, brought it back you to You got life. lucky that I remembered that time. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. Well, do you, what do you think? Do you want to try and, and... Yeah, let's try it. I mean, reading, so for me, reading over the radio, um, it's very different for me. I like to be in front of somebody um, to have them physically before me because then I can see and sense energy. Um, but I feel like, why not? You know, this is, if it's going to help somebody tonight and if I'm my energy's on, let's do it. So we generally like to throw out a little bit of ground rules for people when we do this. What, what would be your ground rules for somebody calling in? So when they call in, all I need is their first name. I don't want them. I'll ask them if I want them to tell me who they'd like to connect with, um, but 
I'd really would rather try to just hear their name and hear their voice and connect to their loved ones. Not feed me too much information uh, because I would like to give them information. I'll ask them to um, elaborate on what something means um, and, you know, just yes or no's um, if they understand it. I'll ask them also to keep in mind that things might not make sense right away because we're connecting over the phone and maybe they're overwhelmed or maybe I'm, you know, feeling all this different energy. Um, but yeah, so pretty, pretty simple. Just hang on the phone, relax as, as calm as they are, as relaxed as they are. I'm able to connect. Well, the phone lines, of course, are lighting up. I haven't even given out the numbers yet. Really? And, and How many? People, the, the phone lines are full. Are you kidding me? Yep. No. All, all the phone lines are full. Yes. You can see the blinking lights for yourself. <laughs> so you tell us when you want to stop. How does wow. that Wow. Okay, yeah. I'll probably just do just a couple minutes and, you know, do what I can. And okay, you... Well, Tim's really good at, like... Okay, cool. That part, but we only have about... Four, I'm pretty good about only, cutting it out. There's only about 13 minutes left in the show anyway. Oh, all right, all right. Cool. So, so when you're done, when you're done with each one, but when you're done all together, you let us know. Yeah, because okay, okay. I still have plenty of questions that I can ask, uh, and, and if you'd rather do that at any time. Okay, cool. We're not we're not here to, to make you dance for us, monkeys. <laughs> you ready? I'll do the worm. Yeah, I'm ready. Dance, monkey. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Candace Dalton. Good evening, Candace, and congratulations of getting your scholarship. Thank you so much. And what's your yep. name? My name is Lois. Hi, Lois. Is this Stephanie's mother? Yes, it is. Okay. This is so funny that you're on the because this whole time, before we Stephanie even showed up, I kept feeling this grandmother presence when you were talking to me. You probably saw my eyes kind of going weird. Um, I just because I'm so dreamy. With it's, my yeah. <laughs> and I kept saying, I'm like, is this, um, like, and I was going to say, do you, is your grandmother passed? But it didn't feel right. I was like, it must be Stephanie's grandmother. And then here you are on the on the yes, phone line. So this right. is awesome. Um, she seriously was here before Stephanie even mm-hmm. got here. I think she just wanted to save her seat and warm it up for her um but definitely she i think she was trying maybe she really likes tim and thinks he's a cutie and wants to <laughs> flirt with him a little bit <laughs> everybody thinks tim is a cutie he is a little cutie so um but it's really funny because her presence is so even when i'm around stephanie her presence is so broad and so loving and it's just like open arms so um your dad's also passed as well correct yeah, because um, I when I see her, I see her standing next to her husband, and she's kind of pulling him in a little bit. Even though she's the speaker, he's standing beside her. Um, and so there's also, and there's also another male standing behind her. Is her brother also passed as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your uncle's standing there with her, and so she's letting me know. I'm just asking her, show me who you're with, because um, I want there to be comfort of knowing, you know, who's around. So she's just pulling in all these different people. I also see, um, so, oh God, she's saying there's a lot of us, you'll get confused. So, um, I think that there's a lot of extended family as well. So, um, okay. Your mom is, um, totally right now, especially I feel as though there's things that have been going on with you lately that she's kind of winking to me, um, maybe emotionally or whatever it is, but she said, I'm with you. And I think that you, even though you pray to her every single day, um, you have to know that she truly does hear you. So maybe there's some emotional stuff going on right now that maybe you just yeah. don't speak of um, to anybody else, but she's letting you know, I hear you and I'm with you. So, um, and now is there, um, a, this is weird. Is, is, is Glenda a first name? <laughs> Glenda? Uh, Glenda or Gl- 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 it's a different GL name for a, a female. I don't know what GL is, but I know maybe it's like a, I don't know what this is, but hold on Demi? to it. What was that? Would it be Dimmy? Dimmy. Who's Gimmy? Dimmy. Oh, Dimmy? Mm-hmm. Who's Dimmy? 
Jimmy is someone who was like my aunt. Ah, okay. Because what, okay, so when she sh- said to me, it's going to get confusing because there's a lot of us yeah. on yeah. the other side. And I, when she said that, she said, yes, I have my biological brother here, but I have, I saw another female, but she stepped back for a minute because your mom popped back in because she had to tell you that she hears your, you know, what's going on emotionally for you. I think that was more important for her to talk about. And of course she oh. sees the baby. She sees everybody. Um, and it's and and she's proud of you how much you've grown too you know that's a huge thing and well, so i think um you. and so um <clears throat> okay give me one second here so uh, and i also um your mom is your mom's saying and now she was she sick before her passing too Yes, she okay. had lung cancer. Okay, because I just pointed to my chest because I couldn't, I had, I don't know if you heard me breathing. I was like, oh, wow, why is it hard for me to breathe right now? So she pointed to my chest. I think you really took care of her, really looked after her, and she's so grateful for you. Um, you. And, um, and who's, um, okay, and there's another, there's a lot of females on the other side, but there, maybe this is the woman who's like an aunt, but there's somebody a little bit younger that may have passed around 50, 53. There's somebody very young that passed, um, and again, I feel like this is a breast cancer connection or something that is spread up to the brain and metastasized. Do you understand a friend of yours, or would you understand somebody? Marianne, yes. Marianne, is this a good friend of yours? Y- yes, she was. Okay, did you guys work together? No, she worked with my husband. Oh, she worked with your husband. Okay. So I wish I had a printer hooked up to my head. I say this all the time because um, when I said I was going to say, is this somebody's wife? Or I kept seeing, you know, your husband. I'm like, maybe it's his his friend's wife. I don't know who it is. So worked with your husband. So she's definitely coming through. She's a riot. She's kind of like, I almost want to like swear a little bit because she's kind of like oh, a straight sure. shooter. <laughs> um, and so I'm just trying to keep it, you know, PG. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to keep the F-bombs down and the S's and whatever else. So, um, but she really is a hot ticket. So, um, okay. Well, and, I'm going to just move it along. Okay, yes. Not to, so, not to disconnect nope, when you're making a connection. I forget we only have 13 minutes, but thank you so colors. much for calling in. Well, thank you so good of you to do what you do and love you to bits as usual. Thank Come you. On. Love you. Take care. <laughs> bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we'll try and go through. We'll, and, and I'm keeping an eye on how long each call is on for. So yeah, we'll just go for try it. And get, I'll keep that in mind. We'll too. try and uh, get through all the calls that we can. <laughs> good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast with Candace Dalton. Hi, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, and what's your name? Mike. Mike, hey Mike. Um, hang on, say Mike again. Mike. Okay, um, Okay. I thought you were, <laughs> sounded like my friend Mike's voice. I was like, he's probably screwing with me right now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, so... Um, all right, so I do have a strong male presence. Um, before you even said, I was like, this is going to be a male next. I know it. I can feel it. So I was just trying to disconnect from Lois's loved ones. Um, they're, like, I, I always have this pit in my stomach as if maybe somebody just passed recently. Um, but there's somebody that's trying to come through or you have not connected to yet. So there's a really strong man. Is there a father or a father-like figure that's passed for you? Um, no. Okay, so keep this in mind because there is an older male that stand, that's, I can feel right now that's standing over me that's just trying to connect to you. So this could be like a grandfather who's like a dad, that sort of thing, um, that really looked after you. And I also, um, okay, give me one minute because, gosh, do you have, do you have a lot of activity in your house too? Do you? Do you have a lot that goes on? A lot of, um, um, like almost like you get a, yeah, yeah. Um, no, not really. Well, that's good. Okay, so, because I wouldn't want that. <laughs> okay, so I do have another, and I do have a young male here, too, to the side of me. So, um, whoever this male is, but there's somebody who's just a really, just a really, really strong male. Um, who are you looking to connect with? 
Uh, my grandmother. Okay. So hold on to this, too, because maybe this is another caller who might be coming in where there's a young male that's to the side of me, and this feels like more of like a very freak accident. So I'm going to hold on to that. That might be somebody else's. Um, your grandmother. So, okay. One moment. Uh, now, it's, has it been some time since her passing as well? Yeah. Okay, so she waved me on, so I'm like, all right, let's connect to Mike's grandmother. And as soon as I felt, as soon as I connected with her, I felt this presence of peace. You know, she's like the peacemaker. Let me get you some food. What do, what can I do for you? What can I get for you? Um, and so um, when it comes to you, you're like her favorite, so don't tell anybody that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys have such a close connection, and I feel like she would even, like, she loved you. She still loves you so much. I feel like her hugs, you miss incredibly and so i feel like maybe she hugged you right around your i don't know i just feel like right now you'd be taller than her i don't know if it's just been some time like i don't know has it been 10 years how long has it been since her passing yeah about 15 years okay i'll take it because she said he was a little bit younger when i you know passed but um uh, i just feel like she's hugging you right around her waist your waist i don't know why yeah. um would that make sense Yes, it would. Okay, just because I see her little cute hands wrapping around your waist and she's letting you know she's here this might be is her husband passed as well yeah. Okay, so that might have been the grandfather coming through because she would allow that to let your grandfather come in. Um, okay. Is this your mom's mom who's passed? Yeah. Okay, because she said say hi to mom. So if you could say hi to your mom, that would be so great. Um, and um, I think that will give her some comfort. Were you not able to be there when she passed? Right. Okay. She's like, let it go. I wouldn't have let you watch me pass um, because uh, she just said that would have been too much. You've done enough for me. Um, the things that she left behind, I think there's some things that you may have taken that nobody really knows about, that it's hers. And it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. It's not like you just snatched her diamond ring or anything. Um, right. But there's stuff that she knows that you took, and she's glad that you have it. Yeah, so I true. know that yeah. she is um, you know, with you. She loves you so much. Keep calling upon her and watch for those red cardinals. So thank you so much for calling. In, Mike. Okay, right. thank you thank so you. much. Have a great night. I think we have time for maybe one more because we want to make sure that we give Candace a chance to let everybody know where they can come out and see her next. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Good evening. I just want to congratulate you also, Candace, and my name is Pam. Hi, Pam. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, yes. Look, at she just knows what to do. Pam, my name is Pam. <laughs> all right, Pam. Um, all right, give me one minute here. I just need to know, would you under- understand of the young male, just because there was a young male standing here before um, on the last caller? So I just have to ask because it might just be lingering. Maybe it's for Tim or something. No, but... it's not for me. Okay. I don't know the young male, no. That's perfect. Good. I just need to ask just because then I can, like, disconnect from that spirit for a moment. Okay, is your mom also passed? Yes, she is. Okay, because I said, all right, Pam's loved ones, come on in. So um, your mom was first in line. Here she is, and maybe she got you through on the last call, maybe because you need it. Um, Is there a birthday coming up for you? Is somebody that's just passed, or there's there's something Uh, that's coming up? My birthday's not until January. I have a sister that I'm going to go visit in Georgia. Her birthday's coming up October 8th. Oh, awesome. And are you going to visit her before her birthday? Uh, yes. Awesome. So will you say hello and happy birthday to your sister from your mom? Um, because she does not miss birthdays. You know, that's her big thing. Like, she wants to make sure everybody's day is special. Um, mom here, um, I feel like you just got, like, an overwhelming sense of, like, I, I wish I told you how much I loved you even more and even more and even more. So well, it's true because she departed, um, not in death, but she left 
left my family when I was seven. Okay, that makes so much sense because all of a sudden I got this overwhelming feeling of like I just wanted to start crying. Um, and so this is her way of telling you that she loves you so much and that she's sorry. And I know that you um, have this different relationship with her on the other side now. Um, I think that there was a lot of things going on. She keeps pointing to her head. So um, she's winking to me because she is private, but maybe you'd understand that. There's a lot of things that she did and uh, she didn't want to... First, she just, like, spoke over me again. You're not crazy is what she wants you to know. And that um, even though your your mother, she means well, she's just, like, kind of a new spirit in this world. But that you don't have the things, some of the characters, characteristics that she had. So you have to know that. And you're a great person. And she is, too. She's had her stuff. Do you have children as well? I have a son. Okay, because she said you're doing fabulous. Um, and so, but I think that that is her way of just immediately, she has to go right to that just so you know that she loves you, that she didn't mean to leave, but she's still your mom and she cares very much about you. So watch for hearts as a big sign that'll be from her. So thank you so much, Pam, for calling. And thank you very much. Thank All you. right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we are officially uh, out of time. We have about a minute left. How can everybody follow you, and, and where can they find you? So uh, my website is CandaceDalton.com. It's C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Some people like to do it with an I. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook. I have a Facebook fan page that they can like. Um, I do have another Facebook page, Candace Dalton Spirit Medium, but I like to stay focused on the fan page, um, and I really stay connected there. I'm also on Twitter, Medium Candace. I'm on Periscope, Medium Candace. Um, if you forget my name, just Google my name. Candace the medium and it'll pop back up um, and so I'll have some I have a lot of upcoming shows in October and December I have a lot of shows as well so they're healing messages from above and they're limited to about 30 people usually excellent well we thank you very much for joining us and hopefully we can have you back again yes, real soon I would love to thank you so much for having me anytime awesome. and uh, we'll be back uh, not next week uh, <laughs> and then I think we'll be back the week after that this is how it goes in October we got so much up planned we never know when we're going to be in or when we're going to be out uh, but you can always find out on SpookySouthCoast.com that is our website and of course you can follow us on Twitter at SpookySC and we look forward to meeting you all out there remember get those tickets for next weekend's event at the Faring Tavern by going to Spooky southcoast.com we would love to have you come out and investigate for the activity that happens at four different historic buildings with us and at the same time you know you can also kind of get yourself amped up and psyched up for the halloween season which is upon us so stay tuned uh for more spooky south coast coming up in the future weeks but uh, we will wish you all to stay spectacular <laughs>